Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for All About Android is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode of All About Android is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies streamed to your PC, Mac, or TV instantly. Plus, get DVDs by mail in about one business day. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. And by Trim Tonic, a natural appetite suppressant tonic that takes the edge off of being hungry. Visit TrimTonic.com, that's T-R-I-M-T-O-N-I-Q.com for more information and enter coupon code TWIT for a 20% discount. And welcome to another edition of All About Android, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. I'm Eileen Rivera. I'm Jason Howell. I'm Darren Kitchen. Look Yay. who's here. Hi, guys. Welcome Thanks for having to me the studio. show. You know what? I wanted to say happy birthday to Ron Richards. Yeah. He's not here because oh, yeah. he doesn't work on his birthday. No, nice. no, no. See? And I totally support that. That's the way you got to do it. You yeah. just got to put your foot down and say, you know what? Birthday off limits. And Ron I'm Richards, huge Android geek. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry Ron's not here, but he'll be back on our next show. But for uh, this week, obviously, we have Darren here. Thank you for joining the show this week. Well, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, this week, we're going to be discussing a lot of different things, like the plight of wireless tethering apps, the ins and out of rooting your phone, and that's why Darren's here. And we'll cover a few apps to install once you do. So, uh, and, and I would love to show you... The uh, my favorite root app before we get into the the how to of okay. rooting, right? Cause yeah, just Cause, logistically. Yeah, it's, it's not... like a tease. Like this is why uh-huh. you want to root. Yep. This is exactly why you want to root, which kind of ties into our our news story. But um, we're not really going to talk about what we're rooting yet. No, no, we'll get no, there. We'll get there. Well, I mean, we can basically yeah. Well, let's let's give a little bit of of a uh, uh, of a tease because this episode. We had a full intention on rooting uh, Eileen's Nexus S uh, during this episode. Turns out some of the pre-production uh, on this phone in particular is actually very difficult. So how would you how would you describe that quickly before we move on to news? Darren sure. was very, um, very patient. focused and yes. patient <laughs> yes. uh, right before the show and confident. And I, you know, I still trust him with my phone. Well, rooting can go one of two ways. It can be, you know, you find the directions, it looks simple. You download the thing, double click and boom, you're rooted. Right. Yeah, that was that was pretty much my experience. I've had that experience with different computer and phone combinations as well. However, and and that's not to say that it's always that simple. There's a lot of prep work that goes into it. Like a like any good um, uh, recipe, there's a bunch of ingredients and a yeah. prep time and stuff. The actual cooking time that's not that much, but you've got to get all of those different elements into their you know properly sized uh, Pyrex containers and stuff yeah. ready to go. And sometimes if you can't get all of those things in order, the rest of the process is just going to fail. And sometimes it has to do with the computer and your USB, like who, who drivers, ma- the manufacturers, yeah. the drivers, 
you know, in this so case, it was we've it run was into an one issue of, yeah. of drivers, yeah. which isn't necessarily. I wouldn't classify it as a hard like like rooting in this sense wasn't necessarily hard. We yes. were just ill prepared. We didn't have the right. I, I should have brought laptop a backup computer. Just another computer accept with drivers. a different USB oh. chipset. In this case, anyway. Um, that said, we will show some rooting because <laughs> I've got this bad boy ready to go, but we'll take right. a look at the apps, uh, the root apps before I do that. And oh, essentially not yeah. all hope is lost on my phone. No, absolutely well. not. No. Come back next week with a different laptop or, you, or show you how to get the drivers and the hack okay. the hack the winusb.inf and all that fun stuff. You're good with a hex editor, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket. Whatever. Cricket. <laughs> I think we should just uh, move on to the news. Sounds good. Okay, well, Google is cracking down on tethering apps in the Android market by removing them entirely in an attempt to pacify carrier requests to do so. Apps like Wireless Tether for root users and PDA Net for non-rooted phones can still be found through other markets as well as the developer sites, among other places. Mark that down is one reason why the existence of multiple app stores might just be a good thing. And I think this comes timely with our show because, uh, Darren, your rooted app... Uh, or your app that you can only I, use if you're rooted yeah. will solve this issue. Yes, absolutely. And I love both of those products that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I've used PDA uh, Net has been around for like know, almost thought, a decade. I've been meaning to use it, and I'm thinking, oh, I'll use it once my phone's rooted. And that right. doesn't even, well, and PDA Net actually doesn't even require root, which oh, is yeah. kind of strange when you think about and it. And it, the great thing about PDA Net is it will function in so many different ways. If you want to tether your phone to your computer, by USB cable if you want to do it mm-hmm. uh, via Bluetooth. I don't know if it does Wi-Fi on all the models or some models or not, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, still just the idea that, uh, and that, well, actually, I should mention that application I used back in like 2001 yeah. on a Palm, like on a, <laughs> a Palm OS, the, the Trio oh 6 something something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I had no idea it had such yeah, a history. I used it on a Windows mobile phone, you know, back mm-hmm. in the day where um, before 3G, and the thing with that was, you know, you'd get on the forums and you'd be like, oh, this is how you do it. You got to get this special, you know, you got to get this USB cable and get this program. And, you know, it's totally worth the 30 bucks or whatever it is because you can tether. And um, the question always was like, well, isn't the carrier going to cut me off because I'm using too much bandwidth? And everybody was just like, well, you know, the carriers, they don't really have a way to detect that yet. They're not really cracking down on it as long as you're not you know, like downloading yeah. torrents and stuff on the, mm-hmm. the network using a ton of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. It's sad to see them go from the marketplace. This is one yeah. of those questions that, you know, at Google I.O. is coming up this week. I want to ask that question. You know, what's going on here? What are you guys doing? I'm sure that's... Bowing down I mean, to the carriers. They're buckling to the well, carriers that, that yeah. have these plans already in place, and they want to be able to charge you for the ability to tether your phone, which... Yeah. For example, on my phone, ridiculous. it's $30 extra on Sprint. You know, yeah. they call it the everything plan, but it's not everything because you don't get the tethering. You don't get the tethering. You know, 30 right. bucks more for the same data that you're already paying for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. AT&T charges $25 per month for two gigs per month and $45 per month. Uh, you get a four gig plan that allows tethering. Verizon charges the same fee, an extra $20 for, per month for an additional two gigs of data. Yeah. Ouch. Mm. Yikes. Well, um, we'll have more to talk about that issue when we get to your uh, app, Darren. Uh, so I think we should just go ahead and move down to hardware. Let's do it. Okay, right. we haven't been around for the last couple of weeks, and there have been a lot of releases in the uh, Android uh, hardware space. And uh, one release today is the Nexus S4G. looks a lot like the phone I have here. 
Uh, it's $200 at Sprint, $150 at Best Buy. It's three-tenths of a millimeter thicker than my phone. Sports a WiMAX radio, four-inch curved super AMOLED screen like I have, one gigahertz hummingbird chip, and NFC capabilities, plus Google Sorry, Talk. <laughs> plus, plus that Google plus Talk. Plus that Google Talk. <laughs> Sorry about that. Video chat, which I'm going to show off later in the show, actually. So, um, All right. Yeah. Are you bummed out that you don't have the 4G now? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I think uh, I'm it's been my experience on Sprint in the Bay Area that when you get it, it's like, whoa, I'm getting like six really? megabits a second. Yeah, there's this uh, uh, my my favorite uh, neighborhood bar gets it, mm-hmm. and when I go there, I've got like you know, it's like having a cable modem in your pocket, right? Mm. But then at home, it's all like, <laughs> no, show, it's, show, it doesn't show, show up, and it's like constantly one of those things where you don't want to leave the 4G on because uh-huh. it takes so much battery. So then you're always like constantly like, I wonder if here, it's here, and you turn it on, and you're like. No, it's not. Well, some of the uh, rumors going around about Google I.O. is that this could be the phone that could be given out. If there's a phone given out, mm-hmm. then the four, the Nexus mm-hmm. S 4G. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about giving out the Nexus S 4G and giving out a WiMAX tower? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's some good stuff right there. Hey, there you go. Um, okay. I've heard rumors of the Zoom. Yes. And I've also too. heard rumors of the new Chrome notebook, but I don't believe that. Oh, yeah. I heard that too. I don't believe that for a second. All rumors. Oh, yeah, all rumors, exactly. We could get absolutely nothing, which is <laughs> probably how it's going to happen because I'm going to be there. So this would be like, you know, my first year there, and they'll be like, oh, actually, we aren't doing that this year. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, and then moving on, uh, Samsung's Infuse 4G coming to AT&T May 15th for $200. Eileen and I, we were actually at the GDGT event in San Francisco last Friday, and we had a chance to take a close look at a lot of the devices that we discussed uh, over the last, you know, almost two months on the mm-hmm. show. Um, however, one kind of appeared out of the air right about the time that we were shutting things <laughs> down. Know, we're seriously. like, all right, we've done everything. We're done. Yeah. Uh, crew, you, you guys can go home. Oh, wait a minute. That's here. Uh, so anyways, I talked to uh, GDGT co-founder Peter Rojas about the event and uh, as well as a few things, including the intriguing Samsung Infuse 4G. So here's that interview. Are you an Android user, actually? I am, I am an Android user. I've been an Android user since the G1 oh, came okay. out. So uh, I've gone through a lot of Android devices over the years, and uh, that is what I use as my phone. What, what, are you, what have you landed on right now? So right now I'm using the Atrix 4G, okay. uh, which I like a lot. It's really fast. It's got that dual-core processor. It's got that you know QHD resolution display. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, at the kind of the top of the heap right now for, you know, for Android phone. Um, and obviously it connects to the laptop dock, which is... Uh, Do you have the laptop dock? I have the laptop dock, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, you know, I think a year from now, the phones will be a little bit more powerful and, and the, the laptop experience will be better. But just to sort of approve of concept, it's like amazing to sort of see that like you just pop it in and you have a computer, you know? It's, it's really amazing to see like that... Uh, almost sort of like this like futuristic kind of vision for this stuff, you know, coming to coming to pass. Uh, but I just got the uh, the Infuse. Uh, is it oh, the okay. uh, you know? Which, yeah, the Infuse 4G, right? I can't remember. There's like the Infuse and like the Inspire, and it's like it's hard to keep track of all of them. I just got it uh, today, actually, at the event. The AT&T gave one to me uh, to review, uh, but I haven't had a chance to. I'm literally just played with it. But that phone is beautiful. Let's put it this way: when I took it out of the box, I'm like, oh, I got to put the battery in it. They're like. No, the battery's already in this phone. That's how light it is. Uh, so, uh, and it's so thin. Um, you know, it's it, it, it definitely like a really, really cool 
uh, cool phone. I'm looking forward to checking out. And, and it kind of sounds like the, the big news with the Infuse right now, or at least I was reading earlier today, that uh, you can actually sideload apps onto that. Dude, I know. Isn't that like the biggest gripe about AT&T doing Android? It's like, it's kind of the whole purpose of doing an Android phone. It's like if you can't, you know, mess with it and... Let's put it this way. If you can't potentially break your phone, you don't really own your phone. You know, <laughs> uh, that's sort of my philosophy. And, uh, uh, you know, I know that there's some hacks to kind of get around that stuff. And, you know, obviously the average person's not going to do that. I mean, you know, you and I will do that. Um, but being able to make it really easy to siloed, uh, you know, other apps, especially like the Amazon App Store, which, yes. you know, they're giving away a free app every day, you know. So it's like... Being able to you know, take advantage of stuff like that is, I think, really important. But I think it's also, you want to have that openness because that sort of experimentation happens, you know, where people, uh, you know, it happens in the places where people don't necessarily want you to go. You know, that's where the innovation happens. And if you take that away, if you take that out of the equation, you have devices that end up being less interesting and less powerful. I mean, imagine if, you know, think about the Atrix 4G. If, if Google said, oh, you can't, you know, do a web top, you know, dock type thing with Google, I mean, with Android, it's like that would take, you know, you don't want to limit that experimentation. Um, and so I think it's really, really critical to, you know, the promise of Android, right, which is that it's supposed to be more open, more, uh, you know, more, more open to experimentation, more open to innovation. And, um, you know, obviously we've seen some frustration with Google, you know, clamping down on um, tethering applications and things like that. And, you know, that's a negative sign, but I think you know, by and large, um, you know, speaking across the mobile industry, you know, having that openness is what is going to drive innovation going forward. Well, and absolutely with the tethering aspect, I mean, being able to sideload things means that taking it out of the, the Android market really isn't the end of the world. You can still get it in other places. Exactly. And, you know, and, and one of the nice things is um, how easy it is for people to be able to distribute, you know, test versions or beta versions of an app. You know, instead of having to go through, I mean, getting a beta version of an iOS app is such a headache. You know, you have to get like the UDID and like, you know, you can limit the number of beta apps and stuff like that. With, you know, it's really nice to be able to have someone to be like, here, I'm just going to send you an APK and like install it on your phone and let me know what you think. And it's like, that's how betas should be. You know, it should be something that's really, really simple, really, really straightforward. And like, that's where you're going to start to get, you know, like I said, like that's how the innovation happens. Right on. Well, Pete Rojas, thank you so much for uh, holding this event and talking to all about Android. Thanks for coming. And, you know, like I'm a huge Android fan, so right you know, I really love it. So. Great interview, hey. Jason. Good job. Yeah, working on my interview chops there. That was good. Yeah, he had a lot of good I've... things to say. I was actually really excited that he was excited about the Atrix because I totally. feel like I'm the only one who's been like, well, it's got a dock. It's a great phone. And, well, yeah, and, and everybody I, here has been like, I don't know. And to hear Pete say that, and he's been using the phone, that's pretty cool. Uh, but most importantly, the Infuse. And we had a chance to actually hold that phone, and it is yeah. nice. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, my, my gripe, which I think ultimately is becoming my gripe with anything Samsung, is their overlay. I just yeah. really do not like their overlay oh, at all. Oh, no way. It's just really? clunky and oh, ugly I'm and gross. Complete opposite. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Really? That was one of the first things that like I loved about the uh, when I rooted originally when I was on before Froyo. What was it, Eclair? When it, when I got the Samsung Epic 4G on Eclair when it first came out, um, the thing that I really liked was when you'd get a text message, the unlock screen. You would lock. You would you know swipe down instead of swiping. 
instead of swiping up to unlock mm -hmm. and then going to your messages and then going to that message, that new message, you just swipe directly down and it would pop you right into the new message. Mm. So I don't know, for me, that was like the biggest deal because half the, okay, there's two reasons why I'm unlocking my phone. One, because I need to send a message. Mm -hmm. Two, because I've received a message. So the fact that it would shortcut in one little finger swipe, the half the reason, and I'm sure there's probably a, uh, a hack or an app or something out right. there. But I loved the fact that it was really nimble and out of the box like that. So when it actually came time for me to root on Eclair, I went for a ROM that was the stock ROM with root. You know, I didn't mm. even want, you know, I I played with Cyanogen and all of the other fun yeah. ROMs on my um, my droid. But on the Epic 4G, I've been really happy with it. And mm -hmm. I'm probably the minority here. Uh, I'm being told that widget locker is what I need. So That's, now I'm going to go and check that out. There's an, an app out there for that. You know? uh, all um, you have to do is, there always is. I know. There? And That's I mean, what I love about that. Thank you. I'm not being demeaning. I really do thank you for sending that by widget locker. I'll be checking that out. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the phone is so light. Oh, just it, like yeah, Pete it was said. crazy light and super thin. Like you, super it was, thin, but it didn't yeah. feel frail. No, you know that yeah, was, was the nice. one thing about it. I felt like it was in the screen. Four point five. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. I, mean, I felt like that screen was made for me. I mean, because yeah. I, you know, I just, I, I always, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm still on the Droid. Yeah. It's got a tiny screen. Anytime I type anything out, I feel like I spend more time correcting my typing than I do actually typing stuff. Mm -hmm. And that screen. With this keyboard? <laughs> What? I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I have a keyboard on this and I never use it. I don't oh, really. Like, I don't oh, like see, that's it. the other reason why I got that is I have to have the physical keyboard. Yeah. And aside oh, from yeah. the fact one that, okay, it's two ways. It's either it has to have a physical keyboard yeah. or I've played with a keyboard on the Dell streak. And I was like, oh, well, if you have a five inch phone, then you can type on the on screen keyboard, okay. you know, with fat thumbs. But otherwise, so what yeah. do you have here again? What is this? So phone? that's the Epic 4G. This is the Epic 4G. Yeah, and the the keys are like chiclet keys. They're, they yeah. very much remind me of their BlackBerry keys. Very flat. Yeah, I like them a lot. It's it's not like the rubber pad that is the Droid. Uh -huh. Cywiz right. says, Jason, you need the Galaxy S2. That is the next phone I'm going to get. I have played with it. I'll talk about it on the next show. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same. It's very similar to the Infuse. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a button. There's a home button at the bottom of the uh, Galaxy S2. Somebody at the at GDDT was trying to tell me that um, the Galaxy S2 is the Infuse. They just you know skinned it and did it differently. Which I think, yeah, sure, it's similar. But it, it there is going to be another phone called the Galaxy S2 that's going to come out. Um, really? I don't know for what carrier, but. Um, it's a if you like that phone and if it comes out on Verizon, I don't know. Well, and that that right there is the is the sticky part yeah. is if it comes out on Verizon. I, I hate to say it, but I am kind of locked into Verizon because mm. we have a family plan and actually my wife's mom is part of that. She doesn't oh, even live in the same nice. city. So we're we kind of have that going and I, I it's not very easy for me to move from carrier. Plus mm -hmm. I actually really like Verizon. Um and, and I've been on it for years. Hmm. So I'm, I'm limited in that regard. But I was really impressed by this phone. The fact that it has the Samsung overlay doesn't really bother me a whole lot because the more the more I'm, I get comfortable with, with rooting and flashing ROMs and everything, the more I realize that ultimately I'm buying for hardware. And mm -hmm. the software yes, exactly. is really up to me. That's kind of the mm -hmm. beauty of, the of the Android yeah. experience. Not that you can't do that with other phones, but that's what I see as the beauty of my mm -hmm. experience with the Android phones. So... Uh, so, anyways, that doesn't uh, that I'm not afraid of that at all. 
What else did we take a look well, at? Well, we actually it? took a look at the G Slate. Everybody's been ooh, asking ooh. us about tablets, and we've had the Zoom, and we've talked about it, and we hope to get a review unit for the G Slate. Uh, let's take a look at some B-roll. This is 4G-capable, 8.9-inch HD, multi-touch screen. What's crazy, oh, that's me playing a little video game with it. I love the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... 3D HD video. Look at me wearing the uh, HD glasses. And oh, you mean two... those aren't your sunglasses? <laughs> no. <laughs> those 3D glasses. <laughs> and uh, it's got two 5-megapixel stereoscopic cameras on the back to shoot uh, and, and and take pictures in 3D and video. Um, dual core, 32 gigs, built-in memory. I don't know. I mean, it took a little while to get used to the uh, 3D kind of thing. It's kind of gimmicky in a Very, way. I, but other than that, tablet-wise, it's running honeycomb. I love the feel of it. Mm-hmm. It felt like a good size. It yeah. wasn't as heavy as the Zoom, uh, which is a big deal for me. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, no, I, w- I would totally agree. It was um, it was probably the perfect size. And if I was going to get a tablet that wasn't given to me at Google I.O., <clears throat> Zoom. Uh, if I was get, if I was going to pick out a tablet, I would probably go for this smaller size. Yeah. It just felt okay. better. It's strange that in my phone I want larger and in my tablet I want smaller, but yeah. I, I don't know. It just it was it was a nice Split the weight. difference. It was a nice, just, nice just get weight yourself to a, a six inch a, a tablet or yeah, a Yeah, that's got to be a, an up and coming uh, category. Yeah, um, but no, I actually really did like it, and yeah. uh, I, I do. Yes, the 3D is a gimmick. I, you know, you're not going to get that and then use that 3D every day. Probably I mean, not. you still have to throw on those those clunky glasses. At least it comes with a pair of glasses, mm-hmm. and they aren't like made of paper. Yeah, you know, so that's good. <laughs> uh, and it's a it's a cool thing to play around with. But I I just feel like that's there for the spec sheet for people to kind of go, oh, it's got 3D. Once they get glasses free of those things, then it's actually utility has utility purposes. And I I think you know yeah. that's maybe a different story. Well, we saw a lot of other gadgets um, at the event, and we will kind of sprinkle that in uh, upcoming episodes for you. That's right. Um, So watch out for that. Hopefully we'll continue covering these things in real time instead of just reading reviews online. That's our hope. Exactly. All right. I think it's time for our app section. Boom. Is it me first? Yeah. Oh, it is. Hey, what do you know? Me first. Gimme, gimme. Uh, App Store analytics company Distimo, uh, Distimo, either way, has released a forecast that finds Android potentially surpassing the number of apps in Apple's App Store by the end of July 2011. How is that possible? (laughs) More flashlights. More torches. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, another research firm, Research to Guidance, backs up these findings by setting an August 2011 uh, date, which is practically the same thing. I suppose one big question here is, is this good for developers? On one hand, the App Store gains a ton of traction. So it's got a lot, you know, a lot of new apps kind of going in there and people feel like, hey, there's motion, there's movement. I can make a killing possibly. On the other hand, the apps are potentially buried beneath the sheer volume of Torch apps and, you know, those apps entering the marketplace that, that, I mean, they're not all high quality apps. You can't imagine that just because it has more, it has more good apps. That's probably why, you know, we're seeing... Um, so many curated app stores. I mean, look at the yeah. Amazon one. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And then you look at devices like the uh, Nook that will only support like 150 mm-hmm. some, you know, quality apps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what's more important than how many apps your device, your yes. platform has. How many of those are apps that you actually really want installed on your phone that aren't just kind of 
placeholders. Right. I mean, once you root your phone and you get GCC on there, you could say, oh, hey, infinite apps or whatever. Every yeah. mm-hmm. uh, The C compiler for uh, for Linux or GNU or whatever, you could basically say, oh, well, you know, every app that runs on uh, Linux you could potentially have, but that's cheating. Yeah, I mean, is this, because I haven't really perused the iOS uh, app store, is it as filled with kind of Junk stuff? Junk. Yeah, yeah. you mean like girls, girls, girls apps? Yeah, this, like this, that? yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know what I noticed though <laughs> is that when, okay, so the only iOS device I have is an iPad, but mm-hmm. when I go looking for an app on the iPad, it's because somebody has said, oh, you need to check out It's So Great. Yeah. And I don't really get that as much on Android, mm-hmm. except for on the show, of course. I would agree. Well, and it's just they've had, what, a three-year jump? They've mm-hmm. had a start. So, you know, all of the developers are on there now. They have they are coming up with really quality apps if you're into that. Um, and that's why I'm so surprised. I'm like, what? What does this mean? Because... It doesn't seem like it means a whole lot. It just seems like quantity versus quality, yeah, which absolutely. is fine. So if we're going to have a ton of flashlight lap, uh, apps, that doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter when I can get, like, some of these iPad apps are, are amazing. There's a reason why people yes. are like, go and get download that app. And I'm hoping and I'm thinking that, you know, when Honeycomb is released out there, um, we will get that kind and same caliber um, that we're used to seeing with the iPad. I think it's coming. But th- this this just kind of, this is another one of those it's, stats that's sort of wonky. Yeah, yeah right. You know? mm-hmm. I, I, I would totally agree with that. I mean, there's there's just a lot of of stats talk happening right now when it comes to Android. You know, almost mm-hmm. every single study that comes out these days is talking about how Android, you know, Android, the, the momentum that it has is going to surpass this yeah. platform and that platform and whatever. This what is just kind really of... What does really mean? Yeah, no, you know? I, I completely agree. Like this doesn't said, really mean Darren, a whole lot. <laughs> like you said, you're not hearing that, oh my God, but you have to download this app in the Android market yeah. store. You know, well, yeah. why aren't we hearing that? Because they're not there yet. So this doesn't really matter in the large scheme of things, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of numbers. We just always see that. And I like to talk about it. But, you know, ultimately, again, it's about quality. And I don't think it's, you know, yep, we're not seeing that. There's still an imbalance. I think you're absolutely right. Well, let's talk so, about the root. Yeah. So how yeah. about that can we go to, Well, you know, before we get to that, because I can show you on my phone, but uh, but then I'm going to have to reinstall stuff. So could we... Come back to that maybe after, after the, the ad break. Uh, after well, actually, after the arena would oh. be best. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, then allow me to uh, <laughs> buy some time yeah. real quick here. Yeah. And uh, you know, be be a little nimble. And uh, let's fine. Let's jump to the arena. To enter, one lives the Android Arena. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so we're in the arena. Oh, do we need to talk about last week's polls? Yeah, I guess we do. Let me uh, skip forward a little bit so that we can pull that out. We, we actually have two weeks worth of polls yeah, to do. cover uh, because, well, we had a couple of episodes recorded on the same day, so we couldn't <laughs> cover the first poll on the second episode and have it be very accurate. So the uh, episode five, we discussed favorite podcast apps. And as you can see right here, Dogcatcher... You know what? Dogcatcher is winning. It's it's winning at 57%, but um, Beyond Pod is holding its own. Well, you know what? I want to just make a quick statement about yes, Beyond Pod. I want to apologize to all of the Beyond Pod uh, nation out there. I don't, and I said this after the show, if you weren't listening live, I don't think I did the app justice. Um, I didn't even show you the widget. When I said this is a podcast manager RSS reader, 
what you really wanted to know is that it's a Google, you can import your Google Reader into the app. I, I guess I didn't, you know, um, clearly state that, so I'm doing that now. Um, both of these apps, Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher, are really, really close in features. I mean, I almost think they're like par for par. Yeah, they do have a lot of the same features. It depends on the UI, sure. um, what you like, and um, the uh, the variable speed is also a paid. You have to pay for that on Dogcatcher, right? I think Dogcatcher only has a paid version. From what no, I no, no. I meant like you have to pay for an extension to get that variable. That is a great question. I don't know the answer yeah, to that. Yeah, I use Dogcatcher and I haven't seen that feature. I'm just, yeah, I've, you, you have yeah to that's pay true, that. actually. I was just, so I made yeah, that, that point on earlier. Beyond Pod that you have to pay for that variable um, speed and um, you have to do that on Dogcatcher too. I, there's a lot of, it just is very almost like head on. And hmm. um, anyway, I just want to apologize to Beyond Pod Nation. So uh, we got some emails saying, but Eileen, you missed blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. It's Sorry. It, you know, it's, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I even we, had my notes that I was going to go dot for dot, and then I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to wing we it. We get caught up, and we yeah, wing it, and, and, and we kind of miss some things. I totally do the same thing. Yeah. It's it's hard to catch every single little point, especially when the app that you actually use on a regular basis is yeah. not the app that you're covering. Mm -hmm. We'll try and do a better job at that. Obviously, yeah. we, we uh, need to work on that a little bit, but... Um, if but one thank of you, you take one app and the other one take the other. What what po do you use a podcast you app? Use one? I use Dogcatcher. Oh. <laughs> Sorry guys. Well there we that go. Another vote Maybe for you dog should check out Beyond Pod. <laughs> you know? Know? I'm telling you. I didn't know of Beyond Pod you know, when I first got my first you know Beyond podcatcher. Pod. Yeah. You can yeah. try out the pro version for free for seven days. Oh nice. Because so. I actually got to be honest, while I use Dogcatcher, it's only because of lack of another application that I knew of, you yeah. know, that was good. And, and I guess I started using, and you already plunked down dog catcher. Like I, I think I got it like two years ago almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's been and it was, a while. Yeah. you know, and it doesn't seem like it's really, you know, I've gotten a couple updates, but it's, it's still, it's not nimble, mm. <laughs> not nimble at all. I don't, I don't say. Yeah. All right. So, and then uh, on episode six, we talked, well, it was a grab bag. It was it our was. feedback episode. And then mm. we just kind of did a grab bag of apps to compare against each other and uh, see which one reigns supreme. I kind of knew yours was going to win. Yeah. I was all, I, yeah, I was thinking like, well, I'd not heard of it. And plus it was new. It was new. Our yeah. apps, Ron and I, our apps, I think have been out for a while. So. Right. Well, not the Google TV remote. Plus not many people have Google TV, so they're not going to play with that. So. That's, that's a really good point, actually. Uh, <laughs> Google TV at 16%, Lyrics at 19%, mm -hmm. and then Pupil uh, at 64%. Have you heard of Pupil, Darren? No, I haven't. What does that do? It's, uh, it's well, you should watch our episode. Yeah, you should right. check it out. <laughs> I will do that. It's basically Google goggles with people answering the question instead yeah. of Google. Um, so you can take a picture of something and by ask a question about a particular oh, picture, and then the cool. social aspect, you know, people will give you the answer. So I like that. Uh, it was kind of a, a cool little nifty thing there. So okay, so today's uh, app topic is going to be well, it's going to be about root because we kind of were trying to make this episode more or less about root and how to root and everything. We're going to get to that obviously here in a little bit, um, but. So we might as well just jump jump right in. Eileen, you don't have a rooted phone. Yeah, so I'm just going to give you a preview of what we're going to do next week. But So I'll let Jason and Darren take this. I'm not going to be in the arena this week. Yeah. So but I do have some apps for you. This week's arena is true to the theme song in which it says, to enter, one wins. <laughs> yeah. Mine wins. <laughs> I don't know. These you are ready? Two, what do you got? What do you these got? Are, these are two very strong uh, contenders in the arena. I'll here. be the referee here. All right. I should get you a whistle. Yeah. Um, all right. I so need to download one. mine is one that I will always install. You know, whenever I whenever I 
flash a new ROM, it's one of the first ones that I install because I like to have this kind of control. It's called set CPU for root users. Uh, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot about what it does. Well, it kind of does in the title. But essentially what it allows you to do is uh, clock your phone. So once, you've, once you have root access on your phone, um, you can then get in and, you know, based on which phone you have, you can actually uh, set different profiles for uh, how your phone throttles itself essentially let me see if i can hide that and you can you can see on the right hand side of the screen here but i'll, I'll explain it you can create different profiles so you can say if the screen is off then only use uh 800 megahertz or only use 600 megahertz because the screen's off do you really have to use you know a gigahertz you know of power I don't know, maybe do you download some podcasts in the background while your phone's screen is off maybe <laughs> so I, I you know i hadn't thought about that. you know maybe maybe jason you should just you know i don't know buy a modern phone where you don't have to overclock the processor because usually yeah. ron is like oh, laughing I about the og droid yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assumed that the uh, that the arena meant that we're throwing on throwing down the gauntlets. I mean, come oh. on, get some get some you're, hardware. You're already. Dirty here. Yeah, I, I wasn't well, ready for that. Yeah, I don't I don't need any gonna, set CPU. Mine's already fast enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go whimper <laughs> in the corner now. I, I feel threatened by you. You're not allowed oh, on anymore. Yeah. No. Um, Defend your app. <laughs> well, okay. So so here I'll uh, go ahead and take a closer look at it here, and you can kind of see. I gotta move my phone over here. Um, there we go. So this is kind of your main screen. And uh, this allows you to, right off the top, you can kind of set what you want the uh, want it to be running at. Uh, I'm able to overclock my Droid to 1100 megahertz, or you know, 1.1 yeah. 1 gigahertz. Yeah, are you I'll stable? Tell you what? Are you stable at 1100 megahertz? I never run it at 1100 <laughs> okay. megahertz. Because I had back when I was on the Droid, I had the same exact app. Because you're right, the Droid's slow. You have to overclock it. Yeah, I was never stable at 1100. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. And my not. battery life was like that. But yeah. you're right. It is, you know, coming in your events, it is, if you have an older generation phone, the way to bring, uh, breathe some new life into it because just taking it up an extra 200 megahertz is going to make a huge difference. Now, you're probably going to, like me, have to walk around with spare batteries mm -hmm. in your pocket. Yeah. But, you know, that's just the price of being on Android. And you you know what? You couldn't oh. have walked around with a spare battery on an iPhone anyways. Ha! Ah! Yeah. True. Right. We can. So there. Well, you can walk around with a spare battery or you could set profiles. Ooh. And the profiles actually allow you to create different scenarios at which it runs at different speeds. It's kind of hard to see on this camera. I didn't cal calibrate it beforehand. But you can kind of see batter battery under 30%. Throttle down to 700 megahertz. This, these profiles, by the way, I didn't set them. This is a uh, some of the default stuff. This must be some of the default because I would never Pictures set that, that came to with battery 30 yeah. percent, uh, 700 because that's even still 100 megahertz yeah. more than what the Droid normally is at. Right? You, you know what megahertz. I actually noticed when when I had um, when when I was on the original Droid and I had this the uh, set CPU. What I would do is like you know on a fresh charge, I'd be like, yeah, my phone's great now and overclock and everything was fast. And then my battery would start dying. I'm like, oh no, my battery's ah. about to die. I have to make it through the day. So then I'd underclock it. Mm -hmm. But then what I found was I was leaving the screen on longer and leaving my phone on more because I was having to like it was taking so was much taking longer so to get long through the menu. To do your and then it was just like, move over here. Well, wait a second. What's there. the point of underclocking it if I'm gonna have to leave the screen on for longer to do yeah. the stuff I need to do? That's true. In which case, just kind of leave it somewhere in the middle and hope for the best. Absolutely. That's yeah. what. I usually try. Um, that's what I usually try to do. But I'm I, I flashed new ROM recently, and I think maybe it had these uh, the installed settings. by default. But you know, screen off, throttle down to 600 megahertz. I would I would drop that just because you know there's no reason 
that I'm thinking of that it needs to be higher than that. Uh, you can set notifications so that if you hit certain uh, walls, you know, it can notify you. I never really use that. Uh, and there's a whole lot of other advanced settings in here that I don't even understand. The, the beauty of this software, though, of this app is that you really don't need to. You can do a lot with just kind of the basic settings on the front screen. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, you know, you can and set then there's it a boot. widget for it as well. There is a widget. Now, the widget, I think, just kind of reads out where you're at and what your performance is. It doesn't allow you to set it on the fly, though, yeah, right? I remember. I just remember I liked the widget. I believe it's yeah. more like a display than it is an actual settings type thing. But, uh, you know, that's really what it does. I, uh, God, what was it? The Thunderbolt came out. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, you know, very quickly, as, as phones do these days, it's rooted maybe a day or two later. And then I think a day or two after that, I saw somebody uh, that, you know, that works on set CPU, the, the app um, that you can get, and they had the Thunderbolt running at like 1.8 or something yeah, like that's that awesome. or, or 1.9, something ridiculous. Who knows what kind of battery life you're getting? Dude, at but, that point, it doesn't matter. When you get right. your phone, you know, up to like over two gigahertz or something like that. And, and sure, maybe you've got a backpack with like a, uh, a camelback system running to a pump and your, your cell phone's water cooled. <laughs> but whatever, man. I mean, that's bragging rights right there. Yeah, no, totally. Exactly. So if anything, you could just brag that and say that. Uh, by the way, the 60D guy in the chat room says that you can set... Uh, from the widget, so I must have just nice. missed that. I, I yeah. installed it once with the hopes of Good doing stuff. that, um, but I couldn't find it, so I'll have to check that out again. But that's my app, Set CPU for Root, and it's in the Android market. You can find it. Well, you know what app you can't find in the Android market? My app, because it's the superior app. Right? Oh, I'm telling that's you, true. don't let your carrier nickel and dime you. Oh, you're going to have to give us an extra 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 45 bucks. How much do you have? We'll just give you your wallet back. It's like, come on, dude. You paid for the bytes. Use the bytes. Even if you have, you know, say a laptop that you just want to use wirelessly with your, uh, with your cell phone and get on the 3G or 4G network. That's what I'm talking about. It's Wi-Fi Tether, uh, the open source app that was recently removed from the Android marketplace. And you can still get it. You just have to be able to run an application that is, uh, you know, not signed, if you will, one of the, um, you know, development ones. And, uh, Dude, you have to go. If you're rooted, this is like a must-have. It's actually the reason I root is because I don't want to have to pay Sprint the extra uh, 30 bucks a month. But it's over at code.google.com slash p slash Android tech Wi-Fi tech Tether. And if you really want to have some fun, you can set your, uh, I don't know, SSID as like Starbucks or something. And then there's a great companion app called... Uh, called shark for root and uh that way you can do a little bit of packet sniffing and little man in the middle attacks but that's that's just you know, <laughs> yeah, little, you know that's no my hack and stuff you know, yeah everyday thing yeah like when i uh when i click down here now i see uh and refresh there and it's like oh hey do i do i want to connect to uh to starbucks <laughs> <laughs> what? yeah and then Anyway, and then let people, you know, browse the web on your phone for free while you read their email or, you know, just use it for non-nefarious <laughs> purposes, yeah, too. Or, yeah, you just you want to be nice and you want people to be able to find free internet, right, Darren? That's exactly You just right. want to be nice. You, that's what we're doing. And we're being nice. not sniff their emails. Yes. Okay, good. I'll be good from now on. All right. <laughs> uh, no, this is great. I have it installed mm -hmm. on my phone as well. Actually, a lot of the ROMs, when you get into rooting your phone and you start installing these ROMs, a lot of them come with a software kind of pre-installed into yeah. them. And this you know, the is one that's mod, When you pull down the drop-down, it has a button right at the top to just go ahead and quickly enable Wi-Fi to have it there mm. if you have it. I think it even comes with it. It's just such a great tool. But you, you're going to want to go and get it from the... Actually, even 
you know, you have to go and get it now from the website. But even when it was on the marketplace, I always suggested getting it from the website because when you go there, you're going to find that depending on what version of the OS and what phone hardware you have, you may have to use a different version. So there's like a list of downloads there. And, um, you know, I know that sometimes I have to go a version behind whatever the latest uh, Android Wi-Fi Tether app is. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you're already to the point where you're reading your phone and, you know, it's worth that extra little mile yeah. to not have to pay 30 bucks a month. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's like that's $360 a, a year. for the data, uh -huh. unlimited data. And then on top of that, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it violates their terms of service. And they could cut you off at any time. And AT&T has shown that, you know, since they're bleeding customers mm -hmm. uh, to, to Verizon on the iPhone, they've already, you know, uh, come down on iPhone users that are using similar apps. Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time before this happens across all of the carriers. So far, Sprint, in my humble opinion, has been uh, the nicest about this. But mm -hmm. then again, in, in the three-carrier race, because we're not counting T-Mobile anymore. I don't it's think the, we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. it's not I mean, a done deal half, yet, but it's really, yeah. it's, it's really a three-carrier. AT&T and T. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, it's it's a killer app. Absolutely. Um, it's incredibly useful, especially like I, I don't use it a whole lot, but there the few times that I've needed to it is so nice to have it there. That's why it doesn't make any sense for me to pay a monthly fee for yeah. for tethering because it's so infrequent that I ever need to do it. But man, those yeah, couple have, of times it's it's awesome. I use the Better Terminal Emulator Pro as my SSH client. So, you know, if, if you if you ever have to, like, log in via text mode to servers and do it network administration and stuff like that, oh, yeah. I do all, it from my phone time. because it's got a great keyboard and stuff. But sometimes, even with that great little chiclet keyboard, you just like, okay, no, I need to get into a full shell. I need, like, Vi and I need, like, mm -hmm. top running and I need all this stuff in a screen. Th and, dude, you need a real browser, a real, you know, keyboard, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So this is for that. Cool. I will, say, root for me. I will say, this might knock down a little bit because uh -huh. it's totally not Pepcac. What? Uh, <laughs> I've had a couple of times where I try to use it and I can't for the life of me get my computer. My computer can see it. Oh, I've it, broken it. Yeah. And it, can, it. it says it's connecting to it, but it will it not like... actually connect to it. And, yeah. And that, that's, you know, of course I'm using it because I really need to do something and I don't use it very often. And I'm like, oh, why don't you always work? It hasn't been as bad on this phone. But I do remember having plenty of issues on the original droid to the point where, like, I would, okay, I'm going to reboot my computer, reboot the droid, and, like, yeah, mm -hmm. you finally get it working. And that's, that's never the solution you want. Right. All well, right. Well, there's the poll. Yeah, boom. So the poll, uh, which root app do you like best from this episode, episode seven? You can vote on your favorite root app by going to poll.cm slash 1262. The options are set CPU for root mm -hmm. users. And wireless tether, and uh, I mean, set this CPU could be is on the list, but obviously we know it's. it's this could be a close one. Depends, but I see what you're saying. If you have a fast phone, you probably have less use for a set CPU. I hadn't really considered that. Or if you want to, pay. I've just been like, hey, this is like one of those awesome things you can do with root. Turns out you probably don't need to do that if you've got a good phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give this phone like six months, and I'll probably be. You know, with the latest apps, wishing that it, it was overclocked. Yeah, you, you'll use, you'll go back. Yeah, you'll go back. That's the thing about <laughs> uh -huh. set CPU. Eventually, yeah. you go back. You, eventually, you go back. But Wi-Fi tether is always there. For you. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Hey, so right. should we go back to our ad for Netflix? Before yeah, we let's, go to my ads. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we uh, probably should have done that before the. Uh, the arena, but this episode of uh, All About Android is brought to you by Netflix. Netflix delivers movies directly to your home, and that saves you time, 
money, and hassle. You can instantly watch thousands of TV episodes and movies. Stream directly to your PC or Mac. You can also stream to your TV via Netflix-ready device like an Xbox 360, PS3, Nintendo Wii. Uh, you can also get, uh, you know, DVDs by the mail if you choose. People still about do. I do. One business day. I do. It's my placeholder for my instant streaming. Yeah, me too. And and it's my option. Yeah. If I if there's something that isn't there, then I can yeah. get it through the DVD. But I don't do it as much as I probably should. Uh, watch as many movies as you want anytime you want. There are never any late fees or due dates. Uh, one movie available to watch instantly from Netflix this week. Eileen, what, what do you have? Well, um, this kind of plays along the royal wedding. I saw this movie long before the royal wedding, but um, I thought about it. It's available. It's called The Young Victoria. It is an ancestor of Pr- Prince William. Uh, anyways, it's a really good film about the life of uh, Queen Victoria, uh, pre-Queen and post-Queen, and her um, her life with uh, Prince Albert, who they had like this very passionate romance. Uh, were married in there, obviously, you know, the descendants of the royal family that we know now. Uh, very great film. I th- I love this film. Emily Blunt was uh, nominated for an Oscar for it. She's fantastic. I love her and most of the films that she's in. Uh, so I say check that out. Mm. The Young Victoria. Only um, 140 minutes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 104 140. minutes. Yeah, see, it's minutes. a brisk... Yeah, it's a brisker 104 yeah, minutes, not, yeah. not 140. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, you can instantly watch that movie. There's God, there's so many TV episodes that you can find on there as well. As no, I'm movies. watching Buffy on there right now. So. Oh, really? Yeah, season, I'm on season three. Yeah, oh, far behind. It, later in the series, when, when Buffy and Spike, that's, that's where that's it's all. That's when you that's, like it? No, okay. Yeah, the Buffy I and Spike I love Angel, thing. though. Oh, no, it's I, all about I, Spike. No Are you problem. kidding me? Angel and I'm going to watch Angel I think is on streaming too and I'm going to watch that also on oh, streaming. There's, there's this one with Buffy and Spike and then they tear a house apart while they're doing something. Anyway, it's good stuff. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, maybe okay, I will well, watch that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, be sure to sign up for your free trial at netflix.com slash twit that's mm. netflix.com slash twit. Mm. Thank you so much Netflix for supporting uh, Twit Network as well as All About Android. It's awesome. We love you. Uh, we you. really do love you, actually. Um, all right, so we might as well get into the root aspect. Oh, of do this you not want to hear about my apps? Yeah, let's oh, that's about right. The apps. That's right. Root. Let's yeah, no, let's let's take do the break. apps a little bit more. Let's take Go a little it. bit break. Yeah. Um, basically, what I'm going to do is give you a preview of next week. Next week, we're going to talk about games. So I'm really excited to show off some games on uh, the Android platform. And one of the games that I thought I was going to uh, show off, I'm just going to do it this week because I have the platform. This is called Droid Odyssey, and it's free, and it's actually still in beta. And it's basically a platformer. It's a, it's a puzzle game, classic platformer with a twist. Let me go ahead and play that. Uh, there we go. There we go. I love the, um, I don't know if we can do this properly, but I love the music. It's just very pleasant. Okay, so here's what I got to do. I got to get to the end here. And see here? Mm-hmm. Oh, I need a key. Where am I going to find that key? Oh, Let me oh, jump is on it this the platform. Elevator? Let what me do try you know? There's get... an elevator. Look at my little droid guy. Oh, gosh, I don't want to get smashed. It's hard oh. to do it on the side here. Oh, oh, I lost my head. See, there's What's the key. Even worse, you lost your head. I lost oh, my and head. Oh, I'm asking smashed again and again. That's just <laughs> what I Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm not giving you a really good clear vision. It's yeah, kind of hard to play on it. the side here. Yeah, totally. Okay. So really, and you could zoom. Oh, that's see. nice. So what you need to do is get out here. But in order to get there, I need a key. Okay, I like that you can look around the map. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. See, look, you can look around. There's, there's, you know, some points you can grab here. Um, you could pick up items too, and I want to try and pick up the uh, key, but I'm obviously not going to do that. Probably here with this weird tilt as I hold the phone. I've been stuck on this level, quite honestly, because I got smashed a couple times. Here. So this isn't the first level. No, no. This is like level four or five. Watch me concentrate here. No. Oh, oh. For some reason, I'm just reminded of the Commodore 64. Ah! Playing games on the Commodore 64. This just kind of has that feel to, for, well, anyways, for me for some reason. I don't want I, like I can it. go on for days, and I, I don't think I can go back to another level. There's limited oh. levels right now, um, but uh, this is beta and free in the Android Marketplace, and I think it's really cute, and it's occupied quite a bit of my time nice. lately. So Awesome. Um, well, this is kind of a tease for next week. Next yeah. week, because I think next week's uh, app. Uh, Android Arena is going to be games. Why Isn't not? Isn't this nice? That is nice. It's pleasant. Droid oh. Odyssey. It's free. I feel like I'm in a waiting room. I know. I'm in a waiting room for an Android. Uh, uh, okay, just a couple assembly. of new apps, too, that I wanted to kind of talk about. HBO Go is now available for Android. I want to say props to HBO for giving us um, Android uh, Nation the opportunity to have HBO, usually, you know, they come out with these cool, fun, fancy apps. They always go to the iPhone only. But guess what? We do have it here, too. I could watch any episode of True Blood. I could watch any episode of Game of Thrones. I could watch Scott Pilgrim. They've got some um, Lady Gaga. This was their, like, latest special that they had on HBO. Of course, you have to be an HBO subscriber, and not every right. carrier is available. There's only, like, eight right now, but I think they're going to start adding more. But um, I think it's really cool because... Um, quality streaming? Quality streaming. Let me try and pull one up right now. Let's try and pull... I'm going to pull up uh, True Blood right now as, as we speak. And um, let's see. So this is from season three. Oh, wow. That was fast. Yeah, Isn't that was fast? fast. That was really fast. I was expecting it to like sit there buffering. You were forever. like, oh, I'll just wait. Oh, they must have that oh, media yeah, that, that. stored on your your SD. That, but that still, wanted. even that part right there was. No, that was pretty yeah, quick. Was pretty quick. Yep. And yeah. there we go. Beginning of season three. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. They're laying on the sidewalk. So anyways, that's available and it's free. And if you have an HBO account, uh, awesome. you can use it, which is really great. Uh, while we were away, Google Docs actually uh, from Google was released. Mm-hmm. And it's got a nice new interface. Before I was using um, G Docs, I think I was using G Docs. And I couldn't stand that because I constantly had oh, to, yeah. um, you know, log in every well, single time. Hack, yeah. Know? And so now look at this. All my items. Look at that. Oh, here's all about Android. Here's our uh, Here, Here's the thing about this, though, that kind of bugs you, me you still. Edit? You can edit on here. You can edit. Is it a but pain like it used to be with yes. the browser? That's, it's that's the problem. Pain? It's I mean, a browser. Oh, it just you pulls up the browser. Really it's, it's its own browser. That's what I oh, kind of had a hard see, time yeah, with. It's oh, no, the same kind of clunkiness. It's like it's like a different UI for getting to your docs, yeah. but the editing is all the same. Yeah, they that kind of no, bugged me They put me a lipstick bit. on the pig there. And I have to yeah. say, so they were touting the OCR. Um, and, oh, that's right. And I I've tried it, and it doesn't. I here's my gym uh, calendar. Oh, you can't even see. It's rotating really weird there. And it didn't really. All it did was grab. Oh, you can't even see it on here. But um, oh, here. Did it get some text off of it? Only oh. class descriptions. Which is this the big? Only, which well, is this big text right there's here? There's a lot of there is a lot of text on so that thing. So I tried a lot yeah. to uh, have it identify some text, and it wasn't really great. So yeah, um, well, maybe yeah. they're working on it. Yeah. Okay, and one more app <laughs> um, because we're going to be at Google I/O, the Google I/O app. 
It seems like you, you know what? It seems like you can't have a conference these days without without having an app. I've been to CES and NAB now with apps, and it makes a conference. uh, Well, if the app is done well, it makes a conference experience. Well, here's the schedule. So I know the keynote tomorrow is at 9 a.m. By the time you guys hear this episode, we'll probably be in the keynote. Uh, We've got some sessions. I went to the Android section. Uh, there's all the, yeah, what's great, like if you go into one of the uh, sessions here, oh, look, uh, Reto Mir is the speaker. You can make notes, links, a lot of great things. I actually starred a ton of um, sessions that I want to go to. It's very handy, very um, easy. There's a map. There's actually some real-time uh, streams here. I think at this point... You'll be able to see everybody. Right now, it's just everybody tweeting if this ever loads. There we go. Everybody tweeting about Google I.O. I think they're going to have something cool. else in here, uh, too. Are you, t- you going to be able to cool. tune into the live streams? Because I know that two of the tracks are being live streamed yes. video. On a, yeah. Well, yeah. They're going to live stream a lot of uh, Google I.O. So if you're not going to be able to go, that's that's probably you know the way to go. Um, and one more thing about Google I.O., which we are going to go and we're going to have a lot of, um, hopefully. We're going to uh, try. We're going to try. We're going to have a yep. ton of coverage for you in the next episode. Uh, this was just announced. Foursquare is partnering with Google I.O. and there's going to be NFC check-ins. Who's got NFC? Uh, that, would, uh, that would be me. Oh, so so, so you in. can check in with, with just. Hey, and if they give out the Nexus uh, S4G. Then everybody does. Everybody will be able everybody to check in wins. with NFC. This is why yeah. I think that that's the phone they're, they're going to get. You know, out. you don't want to think about NFC. That, that would be a great method for bumping. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of. Instead it, it of sounds actually like it bumping. Could, yeah, it sounds like it could potentially be a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe I actually useful. The, I think that's the point of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we just go here, <laughs> NFC me. <laughs> that doesn't sound right either. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> All, All right, right, so let's uh, let's get to this uh, this little rooting story that we have here. Okay, <laughs> do, do you have those photos? Because I can give you a little uh, yeah a little yeah okay story. So, yeah, let me let me pull those up. And, wh- and while you pull that up, let me talk about some of the easier ways that uh, you can get your root on. If you have a say an Evo 4G, if you have maybe a Hero or a Wildfire or an Area or a Desire, or a Droid Incredible, well, then all you have to do is go over to unrevoked.com, and it's pretty simple. Just click on your phone. They've got a quick little download. They've got it, you know, pretty painless. It's for OS X, it's for Linux, it's for Windows. It automatically figures out what you're running and offers you the right solution. You don't have to know a whole lot about rooting. You don't need to give grab yourself a, an SDK and an, install mm-hmm. a Java development kit or you know, mess with uh, driver INF files or anything like that. No, no, no. You got one of those phones. You're supported. It's going to be t- super, super easy. Um, say you have a, another phone that's maybe not on that very short list, but uh, one of the more popular phones as well. There, uh, there are plenty of different one-click routes. I, I've actually used a uh, a one-click route on my Epic 4G, and it used to be that there's like, oh, there's a one-click route for this phone and for yeah. that phone and the, for that phone. They're, they're all different because rooting in its essence, at its core, is taking advantage of a vulnerability within a specific device, right? Right, and a lot of times that's the case, yeah. And, and th- most of them, though, or all of them that I have seen, just rely on ADB, which is the Android debug bridge, where it's just this little executable that lets you speak over USB directly to your phone, and they all... You know, have a maybe a couple other files that they have to transfer it over to it, but it's just a batch script, you know. And what uh, what I forget the the person's name over at the XDA forums. Um, uh, C L Shortfuse is the guy's name. C L Shortfuse put together a great little app uh, called um, 
the Super, Super One, one click. click. And this thing is great because the compatibility is it's most of the, you know, more prominent uh, Android phones that you're going to find. And you just you plug it in, you click root and it does it does everything. You know, in fact, they have a download. I mean, sure, you're going to need to make sure you got the .NET framework uh, 2.0 or higher on Windows. If you're on Windows 7, you probably already have that anyway. What's great is they've got a download that comes with the drivers you need, which is half the battle. So that's a, if you have a device that is supported by this, if the Nexus S was, say, on this list, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this would have been a little bit of a different show. Yeah. Uh, but you have those photos up, so maybe we can take a look at at uh, what some of that fun was. So in order, the first step, let me just lay out real quick what the four essential steps to rooting are. First, you need to make sure you have the device driver for your operating system and, and your phone. So if you have, say, a Motorola Droid, you would go over to the Motorola site and you'd get the driver for, say, Windows 7 or OS 10 or Linux or whatever OS you were on. Now, once you've got that, you can plug your phone in, and usually there's a couple of various ways. A lot of times it's using, like I said, with the ADB or, or some other method to get what's called a, uh, a recovery partition or a recovery ROM or a recovery mod. The one that a lot of people use is called Clockwork Recovery Mod. Yeah, that's what and I have. And that's just a special little thing where you can boot directly into by holding down a key combination. For me on my phone, it's holding down volume down the camera button and the power button. Uh, on on mine Eileen's is hold phone, down X. You hold and, down uh, X. Hit power on. Yeah. Keep X held down. For Eileen, it's holding droid. down the volume up and the power button at the same time. But you'll get this great little menu that is different from uh, what you would typically get the 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 recovery ROM that uh, uh, the or I'm sorry the recovery interface that typically comes with your phone. This Clockwork Recovery Mod allows you to install updates. It allows you to back up your phone, which you probably want to do before you do any of this. Um, and allows you to apply your updates from just a little file on the SD card. So that moves us to the last step, which is just getting that root. And and while there are those one-click roots, which will use an exploit and just push what's called SU or super user over to your mm-hmm. phone, uh, there's also a lot of people pre-package, like say the stock ROM with root or the cyanogen mod with root or bugless beast or whatever have you. And those you typically just rename to update.zip and you put on the root of the, 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 the very first folder of your SD card, and then you reboot your, uh, your phone with that on there, and you go down to apply SD card update.zip, and then it just, you know, you, you go get yourself a coffee, come back five minutes later, ten minutes later, you've got a brand new operating system on your phone, or you've got your stock operating system, and it's got that super user built right in. Again, if you're going to do that, I totally advise doing your backups. And, of course, if you're going to get into the whole ROM thing, and I should know that's a totally different show, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. give a shout-out there to ROM Manager. But, yeah, no, but I'll let ROM you guys get to that fantastic. when you get to that. But that is the essential. So those are your, your quick four steps. So when it came to uh, hacking Eileen's phone, yeah, hmm. started with step one. And let's take a look at the screenshot here because first step to getting any is to get the driver for your uh, for your Android phone now, since the Nexus S is a Google phone like the Nexus One, you can't just go to manufacturer's website and get a driver. No, you have to get the Android SDK or Software Developers Kit. Now, you can't just download the SDK and install it because when you go to do that, it's going to say, "Hey, you don't have the Java Development Kit because you're a Java developer, right?" So then you have to go over to Sun and download and install that. Then go back to the SDK and, and install it. If you're running Windows 7 64-bit, you're going to run into an issue where when you click Next, it's going to say, hey, even though you have installed Java JDK, it's not going to notice. It's going to say, you don't have the Java JDK. 
you actually have to hit the back button and then forward again and then you can continue for some reason. It's a weird bug. Anyway, my griping about a weird bug. So once you have all of that done in the um, in the screen here and uh, go back one, uh, okay. the so once you have the uh, Android SDK installed, you can go to available Oops. packages. Sorry. I don't know what I just did there. Oops. We're all over the place here. Yeah, so you go to it, the uh, number one. There we go. Yeah. So or number two, you go to the available ah. packages. Are we in a slideshow? Sorry. No. All right. I'm okay. trying to hide the cursor and it keeps <laughs> doing something the funky. So you go into the available packages and you scroll down. This is strange. Under third-party add-ons and then the company of the third-party. Oh, that's Google. You know, they're <laughs> the third-party. And then you check uh, Google USB driver package, um, whatever the latest version is. And then there you go. You have the drivers, right? It installs mm -hmm. those. Uh, go ahead and go next. So so when you plug in your phone, it's going to look like this. It's going to say, hey, Nexus S. It's searching Windows Update. It's searching your computer for those drivers. Go ahead. And we'll see that uh, it may not show up. In this case, actually, it's probably not going to show up. What you need to do is go to Device Manager, find your Nexus S, right-click on it, and hit Update Driver. Mm -hmm. And then click Browse. And then copy the location. In, and in my case, it's Program Files x86, Android, Android SDK, Extras, Google, USB Driver. <sighs> copy that and paste that in. And then click Install. And then you could try, like, say, an app like the Super One Click Root, which mm -hmm. doesn't support the Nexus S currently. Don't. If it did, that Oof. might work out great. We'd be showing you some We'd stuff. We'd be showing you. <laughs> no, that's not the case. So then uh, the, the idea for specifically to the Nexus S is to get, like I said, there's a couple of different ways to get the Clockwork Recovery Mod on. Mm -hmm. The way that is uh, recommended for the Nexus S is to uh, reboot it into that current recovery mod not the clockwork one but the one that comes with your phone uh in eileen's case holding down the volume down and the power right. button at the same time so now you're at that menu but you don't have the cool backup features or install update.zip features and what you would do is plug your phone in by usb and then it will show up on your computer and you can run a little program that will push it over to your phone except in my case and this is specific to my laptop and the usb chipset that i have so i've actually had to try you know, like when I previously rooted my Samsung phone, I had to try on a couple different computers before I found one whose USB chipset liked it. I got this error message here. Not error message, but instead of showing up as the Nexus S, it showed up as Android 1.0. And you can uh, you go back one to the end. Oh, so, yeah, so it shows up as Android 1.0. Uh -oh. Now, <laughs> obviously, not the same drivers as the Nexus S, though right. it should be, right? So we go on and, you know, just to see... I run this command called ADB devices. When you run that, that lists uh, ADB, like we said, Android Debug Bridge. If you run it with that command devices, it shows you all of the all of the devices that are connected to the computer. Since I got no response whatsoever, that's telling me that there's no phone connected. So it turns out to solve this problem, uh, going through some forms, it seems that the actual driver in this case, doesn't have the information that it needs for this particular phone. So you're going to have to add that in manually. Or hopefully that doesn't run into you. Hopefully you've got a USB chipset that sees it right and, and, and you don't have to do this because the next step is to open up oh, Notepad into yeah. the driver, the uh, Android underscore winusb.inf file, and there's two lines of code that you have to add, one under the x86, one under the AMD64, and it's this... Uh, Percent single ADB interface percent equals USB install, yada, yada, yada. There's a bunch of hex stuff. And then, and then you cross your fingers and you give up and then you go to another computer and then you double click and it works. 
that's the thing that we couldn't do. Yeah, or right. you get this. You get the security warning when you go to install it, and it says, hey, it's no longer signed, and you say, install it anyway, and then it still doesn't want to see it. And Oh, boy. <sighs> so, you know, the funny thing here is, uh, you know, I think when we were talking about rooting your phone on the mm-hmm. show, my experience was completely different. So, come, you know, when it, when it came to the Motorola Droid, I rooted this with your help, actually. Yeah. It was it was thanks to you. Um, it that was, was no it was no less intimidating, but the process was actually much much easier than this. And you know, step by step, you're watching this. Your eyes are glazing over. You're like, oh my god, this! You actually have to really know, you know, intense information about this stuff to even do it. And that's I wouldn't say that's necessarily the case. Right. Well, all if, the if, time. if your phone is just one of those on unrevoked or it's supported by exactly. the super one click. You don't need no to know it's like, what it's a that easy. global path environment variable no. is. You don't need to know any command prompt stuff. You just double click on the one click and then boom, you're rooted. The, and the beauty here, the beauty of rooting is that once you've rooted, unless you install a, uh, a system update or a ROM that unroots your phone again, which mm-hmm. would happen if, say, they push out an over-the-air update to your phone and you mm-hmm. accept it and you install it, it would install that and then overwrite your root. Unless you've done something like that, you never have to do this again. So once you root your phone, your phone is rooted, you have that super user access, and then from there you can do the cool things like, well, A, you can install apps that only work on rooted phones, but B, you can kind of get a little bit deeper and start installing ROMs, uh, different different full-on ROMs with different looks and customizations and all that kind of stuff. Very easy, and you don't ever have to root it again. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's hard up front, potentially. But once you do it successfully, that's kind of it. it. Everything else is pretty easy. Okay, so I did get the 2.3.4 update over the air on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, oh, man. So that, and you know, of course I hit the button. I hit install. Um, did that hold you back even more than it would have in, in any, you know, at all, you know, I had to. I problem, well, right? no, I just had to to follow a slightly different guide. But as, as essentially, um, the the first three parts of it are yeah. exactly the same. The, okay. the getting the driver going, mm-hmm. uh, and then as uh, and then getting um, what is it called uh, the the clockwork recovery mod on there. And uh, as Human Lope in the or Human Telope in the channel points out, and this is exactly what I was following here, is once you have that driver and everything working. It's a matter of using, um, there's a great program called Fastboot, and you can do Fastboot space OEM space unlock, and then Fastboot space um, flash recovery, and then you give it this image file, that's the recovery thing. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's uh, I guess it really just depends on the device, but if you can't get past the first step of the drivers, mm-hmm. then you're, you're not going to... kind of stuck anywhere. at that and, point, yeah. right? It's really sad, because I, I know, <laughs> you know, it's not that... Um, I don't know. This might be one of those things where I could bang on it for another couple hours, like pouring through forums where mm-hmm. I could move to another machine and it would be a snap. I bet you anything, yeah, moving to another machine would probably yeah. solve your problem mm-hmm. right there. It's not that this means that the phone can't be rooted. It's just the current configuration of what you were using just isn't liking it. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, you'd pop onto something else and it would any, work like that. Any any Android phone is going to be able to be rooted. It's just yeah. a matter of, of the level of difficulty, your patience, and how much you want to wade through forums. Because yeah. if it's not right. that one click... It could be, okay, another hour or another 10 hours. And you don't know going into it because it seems like with every like, okay, you find the guy and oh, great, seven steps. But each of those steps is, you know, 10 sub steps and you may have plenty of browser windows open going through each, you know, several form threads for each of those sub steps mm-hmm. trying to figure out, well, what's this problem now? And it can be a fun adventure. And if you like to tinker, this is great. If you don't, 
maybe just uh, stick with a uh, the phone that you know is is rigid, or just wait for the one click for your phone. Yeah, exactly. You know so, so is that the case here? Is there not a one click for the Nexus S, and that's why we had to do all this stuff? I think it's because it's too. It's either because it's uh, because of how new it is, or it's because of the fact that uh, it, it can be a pain. Uh, with the drivers because it's a Google phone, yeah, mm. which you would think wouldn't be the case, but uh, or at least maybe I took the the long route. But I know one thing's for sure: um, my the USB on my computer does not like that phone. Okay, well, all right. Well, I I want to just kind of restress that the the process here is not always this difficult. It's pretty easy actually for a lot of phones. So do, so if you watch this and you hit the end and you're like, man, I watched this because I wanted to kind of get up the, the guts to root my phone and now I don't want to do it because I'm intimidated. Don't call it quits just yet because you might, you might, yeah. you know, have an no, HTC you know phone that you're, is like a one click. You're going to feel great. You're going to be like, wow, taking them like three hours just yeah. to find out they can't. And like mine was 10 minutes, you know, yeah, right. exactly. feel accomplished, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so I also found this cool link, uh, here to a life hacker article, uh, that I will add into the show notes at twit.tv slash AAA. You can find all our show notes there, by the way, uh, for each episode. And this is a, a list, uh, that they claim is the always up to date guide to rooting any Android phone. I didn't find the Nexus S on here mm. anywhere, but that, but I didn't you know, really look for too many others. But I mean, there are a lot of phones listed through here and kind of the processes uh, contained within. And I, as you can see right here, the super one click method. I mean, it's a lot of that. phones that it supports. It's not mine. Yeah. Well, you, I actually found two or three guides for yours. There's a couple of okay. different methods and, you know, unfortunately you can't even get to trying any of them to get the drivers. Yeah, unrevoked. You know, oh, I easy. should also say that, you know, at least in my experience, sometimes going with, if you have like a Windows XP 32-bit machine laying around, sometimes the driver issue can be a little bit easier than it is with a uh, Windows 7 64-bit. I know that I've, I've just resorted to that in the past sometimes. Or, uh, or if you're Linux savvy, it's, then you probably already know what you're doing. Right. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, so don't so don't be intimidated. We're we're still planning on doing some sort of a live route um, with Leo's phone. With, with Leo's phone, he has yeah. the G two X, and uh, he's he said that he wants to get root access on that. Well, I'm so. glad we could at least get into the root apps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, and, and we kind of covered the process a little bit, and hopefully, maybe demystified it if we didn't uh, confuse you a little bit along the way, but. Um, but don't let this intimidate you. It, it didn't work for us initially. That doesn't mean that we aren't going to try it again because it, the, the benefits far outweigh uh, the, the little bit of a speed bump at the top. Absolutely. But um, so let's see here. Well, I guess we actually have one, one other ad and then we got to speed through, yeah, we do. through our feedback. Maybe we'll cut it down a little bit. But um, I just want to take a quick break and talk about Trim Tonic, which is a natural appetite suppressant tonic that takes the edge <laughs> off of being hungry. What makes Trim Tonic unique is that it uses no stimulants to get this effect, no caffeine, no hoodia. Oh. It has eight active ingredients, some of which have clinical studies showing their ability to curb appetite and reduce body fat. I'm actually kind of hungry right now, so I'm going to have one. The three I'm main ingredients. Sorry, Darren. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> You're kidding. After this, I'm having a sandwich. Yeah. That's, yeah. Whoa. Uh, three main ingredients are this aspera. Irvingia gabonensis. She hated when you can't pronounce those things. Both of which are tropical plants used in <laughs> India and Africa for curbing appetites. And the third is cocoa leaf extract. Be sure to visit Brain Tonic. That's B R A I N T O N I Q dot com for more information. Enter coupon code TWIT for a twenty percent discount. All right. So tastes I've never like, had this before. Tastes like punch. Yeah, it does. It does taste like, like punch. A little punch. sweeter than punch. Mm -hmm. 
if that's possible. I guess punch mm-hmm. just inherently is very sweet. Uh, but okay, so go ahead and uh, check out braintonic.com. And uh, so let's do let's do a voicemail and an email and then call it mm-hmm. call it quits because we are fast. Well, we've we've already this was run a big out of time. episode too, and we didn't want to really um, shortcut. Yeah, everything. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so first of all, we have a voicemail from Peter uh, from Brooklyn about extended desktop apps. Here we go, Peter. Hi guys, my name is Peter uh, from Brooklyn, New York. I love your show. Watch it every week. I just have a quick question. I'm looking for. I have a Samsung. Galaxy tab with Wi-Fi only and the HTC Thunderbolt, and I'm looking to use it as like an extended desktop, something like our head display on uh, the iPad or, uh, you know, for the phone. I would like to use my tablet basically as an extended desktop for my iPad. I guess you have to go buy Wi-Fi or whatever. I'd appreciate it if uh, you can talk about it, maybe give me some uh, helpful tips or uh, some apps that are out there. Thank you very much. Bye. I have not tried to do this i did i honestly never thought that you could do this it never occurred to me to, to even look into it but this is an interesting thing to be able to do have you mm-hmm. done anything with this Darren? like remote controlling a computer from no your... no no like extended desktop so yeah. like a second monitor yeah. using your tablet as a second mm-hmm. monitor for your pc or your mac doing like a display link because mm-hmm. yeah. like i have a usb monitor that does a similar thing but i've never thought about using um Neither have I. your tablet yeah Neither have I. Well, it turns out that there is actually an app in the App Store called iDisplay for Android, which uh, also works, uh, is also an iOS app. I think maybe it started as iOS and now they ported it to Android. It works with Windows 7. It works with Mac OS. It's got a three out of five star rating and it's five bucks. It's $4.99 in the App Store. Um, So I don't really know if it's the best solution, but it's what I could find initially. Uh, and yeah, reviews are on both sides. Low frame rate is one complaint, but well, I that's going to be you're streaming like it for Wi-Fi. That's going to be like that with well, sure, it's going to be worse on Wi-Fi, but that's how it is. Even with like the Display Link USB um, uh, monitors, I, I know that I've used like a seven-inch MIMO display that plugs into USB, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's not fast whatsoever. I used it for editing actually as a, as a program monitor, and is, okay. if you're willing to deal with a little bit of a uh, laggy stuff on full screen video. Right. You know, I, I like the idea of using a tablet. It's one less thing to carry. Well, it's not one less thing to carry because you, you're going to be carrying it anyway. So you get the added functionality without the added hardware in your bag. Yeah. Um, or, you know, uh, get a second monitor. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm interested to try this with the Zoom whenever I get it back from Ron, who still has Oh, my yeah, Zoom. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Hint. We could have tried it. Hint, hint. Oh, hint. but we might get something tomorrow well maybe i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and believe that i'm not getting anything at google io because yeah, that means that like it'll, we won't, th- yeah. if, I, if i do think that then uh yeah. it's not gonna happen you know um i forgot to mention one new app that i think oh, okay. um if you don't mind before we go for it and then we'll just wrap up we'll wrap up um and the reason why i want to bring uh, it up is because we we're talking about i you know i got 2.3.4 and the big reason why i get 2.3.4 is to get uh google talk chat video and um i guess i I just want to show it off so why don't i try is it like facetime it's like facetime yeah so i have it i'm going to call tom let's see if he oh do you see it oh that's so cool oh gosh Uh, (laughs) oh boy hi Uh (laughs) did i wake you up 
Stargate Universe can't hear him, but oh, he's, 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 he's a, watching the Stargate. He's watching the Stargate Universe finale. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is so meta. I know. I know. It's kind of blowing my mind. Actually, well, I just wanted to I show. I want off that. Who, don't you want this? I want that. I don't want Fring. I want the Google Voice. I know the Google Voice. This is really hot. That's why. Sorry, I meant to do this in the new app area, and then I noticed Tom wasn't on his computer, and oh. so I wanted to do this before we left the show. So um, this is. Oh no! I didn't call you. This is the first time I called you. So. Okay. Well, anyways, this is the future. This is Google Talk. This is Google Talk chat. And hopefully everybody, when we get all get our front-facing cameras. Oh, he, now he wants dinner. Um, but anyways, I just want to show it off because we haven't shown it off yet. I don't think so any cool. of the shows have shown this off. So here we no, go. No, that's pretty awesome. You have awesome. no Thank idea you. how bad it was. Thanks, out. Tom. Oh, bye, Tom. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Right on. Um, well, see, that's another reason to get a new phone. Get that front-facing camera that, that every phone has camera. now. This is a new reason for me to try out uh, Mod 7. Get some gingerbread action up on this because I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it without gingerbread, right? I'm assuming you had to wait for 2.3.4 yeah, to, yeah. to get it. Yeah, I yeah. need 2.3.4 now. And I skipped. I never got 2.3.3. I got 2.3.2 and then never got 2.3.3, which I heard had a lot of issues anyways. And then all of a sudden I get the over-the-air update. Yeah, we could gripe offline all day long about getting <laughs> updates because I'm a Sprint Samsung Epic 4G user. Anyway. Okay. Oh, yeah, Samsung, say no more. Uh, so, Darren Kitchen, thank you so much for coming thank on you. to the show. Yes. Thanks for having me on. Sorry we couldn't get, you know, this going, but I think that it's still a good idea, you know, just to show like both ways it can go. And I'm sure we yeah. are going to get so many, well, actually emails. So Probably. please send them in. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. Send uh, them yeah, in because to AA we want to get this, TV. you know, done and, uh, you know, maybe with just another computer, make it happen. Well, how about this? We'll, uh, we'll bring you back on again. We'll <laughs> rope you into another episode <laughs> at some point and, uh, maybe you can be part of, uh, Pleasure being on. a, a, uh, tested in advance, yeah. uh, kind of through of of the rooting so cool. uh, awesome well thanks again and uh yeah so guys thank you so much for joining us uh reminder we have google io uh tomorrow our next show is going to be, actually be this friday so if you watch live keep that in mind it's this friday at like five yeah okay um so and it's probably going to be filled with google io announcement stuff so yeah. that's our hope uh you can be a part of the show uh leave us a voicemail 347 show aaa send us an email aaa at twit.tv follow us on twitter at android show you can catch us live usually every monday but this upcoming friday at 5 p.m at live.twit.tv have a great weekend